Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. of the Just Press Play podcast. We are joined by Pops, LJ, and despite my best efforts, <laughs> Brother Andrew is taking his Brother Andrew. Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really I really do appreciate it. We have a, the 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 view, the listener may not realize but this is our expertise when it comes to anything sports. We go straight to Brother Andrew. I mean, <laughs> yep. He's got everything you need to know and I cannot wait for what we're going to get into. First off, it's been a little while since we've been on the pod. LJ, uh, you weren't with me and Pops last time we were on. How's it going? Uh, Fine. It's hot out, man. <laughs> there was Elaborate. There was Elaborate a little, there. LJ. Uh, I mean, there's not much to say, dude. We're playing some video games. Whatever. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did stumble across something before we get into kind of the... I guess this is kind of news of the day. But uh, I saw just recently headlines were going on that... Uh, the record for stacking M&Ms on top of each other was just recently broken. Have what? You, have any of you seen this? Mm-mm. No. Do we have any guesses on how high you think the record is of stacking M&Ms, singular M&M candies on top of each other? Six. 79. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wow. whoa wait a minute. Okay. Um, M&Ms. You're talk- peanut or plain? Oh, good plain, question. Just plain M&M's. Good question, because I don't think you could stack peanuts. Peanuts would be you a very can. Number, I think. You well, could stack anything. Right? They're irregular shaped. At least the plain. Yeah, they're just, they're each a little different ones. Yeah. At least plain, you got the same. Well, but the irregularity might be good, because you have little stacking surfaces. Yeah. I don't think so. I Where, like, it won't roll. stack two, two peanut M&M's. I think it would be harder to do the peanuts. Let's, okay, challenge. I mean, okay, so <laughs> this weekend I'm buying a family-sized bag of M&M's of both types, and we're going to see what happens. Peanut I, M&M masonry. Well, I think you could get a single serving and probably stack all you can stack. No, but. we're going, I mean, well, you think I'm going to half-ass this? No, we're not getting even gonna, fun if, size. <laughs> if I have an opportunity to break a record, I'm going to go all the way. 79. <laughs> okay, so Andrew says, so 79, LG said, what, eight? Six. Um, Six. I'm trying to think how tall 79 M&Ms would be. I think there's that's like no pretty way. tall. There's I don't no think way. I think you wouldn't be able to reach. You'd have to get a ladder out. That's what they're made for. Six is a good <laughs> over under. That, um, I don't think they were created for M&M stacking, <laughs> Andrew. But you know what? Ladders were made to cut down the nets at the final four. I mean, come on. Well, <laughs> well, Kevin, can we say one of those is the over under? And I mean, if it's 79, <laughs> I'll take the under. <laughs> Over under six, then pops. I'm gonna go what do under you say there? six. I'm gonna go under six. The answer is five. Five in minutes. Oh wow! Wow! That's By a record? civil engineer named Will <laughs> Cutbolt. Andrew is so disappointed. It's ridiculous. But well, at least and that was Cutbolt, the reaction you know? to a lot of the internet. Andrew was that five seems like very like you see the record you're like oh what it could it be and then it was very mundane five. But Mr. Will says. uh, 
to anybody who does is underwhelmed by his feet, go try it yourself. Okay, I'm so. about to, and, and we're getting the big bag. <laughs> just in case we get much more than five stack. Um, <clears throat> sorry, right, let's get into some uh, sports headlines of the week. Um, first, I guess we'll start here because I know, Pops, you were watching it. It's often said the best two words in sports are game seven. But I feel like after Sunday, golf playoff has entered the chat. That playoff the other day between who was it? Harris English and Kramer Hickok. Were you watching that? I, of course, I was. And, and I mean, they're two relative unknowns. You know, I, I have never heard of either one until you told me to turn on the playoff. Yeah. No, I hadn't heard can, of either one. I did find out can, later. Can uh, one of y'all tell me what a golf playoff is? Playoffs. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> All right, it's not a game. Uh, L, 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 Pops, will you explain to them so, what a playoff So in a golf involved? tournament, they typically play uh, uh, four rounds. So uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, 18 holes each? 18 holes each. Okay. So if at, the, if at the end of those four rounds, two or more people have the same amount of strokes, then they go to a playoff. And in this particular case, they went to what they called a sudden death playoff, which they may all mostly be in golf, but they start, they go back to hole 18 and they play and they keep playing match play until one person gets it in a less strokes than the next. I mean, somebody's wow. got to win. That's cool. That's pretty intense. Yeah. And this, but so you typically would think one hole, maybe two, maybe three. This one went, what was it? Eight. Seven, eight, oh, yeah. two hours, two extra hours, eight yeah. hours. Yeah. Which I did learn that that is the the second longest ever. I think the longest was like in the 70s or 80s. I can't remember, but that's the second longest playoff. But that, that also means, Pops, that they were, they go out there and start like, you know, doing some practice swings at probably eight in the morning. Yeah. That playoff was going on until like six yeah. and, or so. And think about They were out of the course in a hot on a hot time. Well, they were up in Connecticut. I think it was about 85 degrees. I checked that out. But, right. it, which is a weird thing, the guys have to wear long pants. They they allow women, well, thank goodness, to wear, you know, skirts and things. But <laughs> um, but guys have to wear long pants and they walk. You know, you're walking 18. So they walked 18 plus 6. Uh, I'm math. 26. That's 26 total holes. Uh, they had to walk. It was a lot. I guess, that a lot. Got, you, were, you were quick with math. That was impressive. That was really, really good. <laughs> I can't imagine the, there was a couple of clips where like, and they were tough putts, but there was a couple where all all the other guy had to do. And I think both had opportunities where all you had to do was birdie and you win the playoff, which I don't know exactly what the money was, but I'm sure there's a big difference between first and second. Yeah. And one was, one was not that great. The other like went to the hole and hit the hole around it. I would just be so pissed if I missed that shot where no it looked like kidding. the ball should go in and came out. Um, yeah, uh, Kramer. Uh, now pops. Yeah, I was gonna say Kramer Hickok had two putts. Like one was a forty-three footer, forty-three foot putt that lipped out at the end that he could have won with. Andrew, have you ever have you ever made a forty-three foot putt? I have not. No, um, <clears throat> I've made That's a shocking few, to me. Um, uh, pretty close range uh, at uh, putt putt places. Um, I mean, you got to watch out for those windmills. But. You really do. Uh, it's a it's a real big hazard in the putt putt world. Um, <laughs> those so clowns. would you say you have it tougher than a PGA golfer? I would imagine so. Uh, I often sit up at night and wonder that. <laughs> Makes sense. You're the worst. Um, question about the 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 playoff. Do they do it for any ties, or is it just for like 
the winner tie? Like if if say seventh and eighth place are tied, would they do oh, playoffs? Yes, or? no, no, just okay. to, just for the winner. Just for okay, the winner. okay, cool. One thing that I've really grown to despise. What is that, brother Andrew? Over the years, is sports commentating. Oh, okay. And it's it's some might call it irrational. Okay. But here's my thing about it. Okay. Okay. In the age of the internet, okay, where where every everything is at our fingertips, yeah, right. The old modus operandi, if you will, I will of of the of, of media, yeah, of of mainstream media, right, um, is vastly different than it has ever been before. No longer do we really need local news stations in Little Rock, right, or right? big conglomerations of sports casting. We do not need these things anymore, right, because the information is at your fingertips and the people can communicate to one another in ways that they've never been able to before. How? How? There's this app. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. Brand new cutting edge technology. Okay. It's called Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room. Okay. Now here's what it does. All right. You can be sitting here watching the, watching the game, right? You're sitting here watching, let's say you're watching the NBA playoffs, yeah. right? And you're just so tired of listening to Joe Buck and talk about the Pistons, right? Of course, um, or or the the, the 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 Mavericks, right? Right, obviously, yes. Um, it's just it gets it's droning on yeah. and on. He's throwing out these these stats and these st- statistics, right? Stats where's and the, statistics. Where's the where's the soul? Uh, there's none. Where is the authenticity? There's none. I got it for you. Okay, Spotify Green. Spotify Room. Green Room. So- Spotify Green Room. Yeah. Is that, I mean, is that, I mean, do you know, is that a free audio only social media platform for sports fans? It is. And can, I mean, if I really wanted to, could I start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games? Not only can you, that's literally the whole point of the thing. That's the, oh, um, well, I mean, but could I talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives? Here's the, here's the coolest part about it is that you absolutely can. It becomes an interactive experience watching the game. Wow. When you're sitting here on your couch watching them, watching Joe Buck talk about the Mavericks and the Pistons, right, going into the NBA Finals, right, right, you don't, you 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 turn, you go get another beer, right, right, you go to the bathroom, right, you go you go run down to the store, don't even watch the game anymore, don't even watch the game anymore. It doesn't matter because it's boring. Not anymore. Not anymore because now you can bring the conversation, yeah, to your living room. Wow, how do I do that? Get on your phone. Okay. Literally right now. Okay. Do you have an iPhone? Uh, no, Android. Do you have an you have an Android? I have an Android. If you have an Android or an iPhone. Okay. Go on the App Store. Okay. And download Spotify Green Room. It's as simple as that. You make a quick little uh, profile and you can start streaming yourself. I mean, I'm definitely going to follow other uh what was it? Uh, sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. They're all on there. I'm definitely going to do that. Every single one of them. That's amazing. I am downloading this as we speak. And I, I'm so glad that I could that I could bring it to your attention. Thank you, brother Andrew. You're absolutely welcome. Spotify Green Room. Get blessed in the ears. All right, now we go from the course to the court. Um, the Suns and Clippers. We now we're recording this on Tuesday. It will release on Thursday on the first. Uh, so by that point, you will. Let's see this too. So they'll play again. The series could be over, but right now, as we're recording this, the Clippers just forced a game six after winning on Monday. Pops, did you get any time to to watch any of that game or just have any thoughts on that series in general? Well, I do have some thoughts on the series, but I have to tell you something interesting about the game. So I guess I was watching the Atlanta uh, 
Milwaukee game Sunday night, and they just advertised the next NBA game was Tuesday night, which was Atlanta and Milwaukee. And I guess they didn't advertise because it's on a different network. So I thought there was no basketball Monday night. So I watched, <laughs> I watched, I watched some stuff with Tammy, and she's watching The Handmaid's Tale, and that's about the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my oh, life. Oh man, it's such a good show. I thought this was going to be something like of it. a little fairy tale, like kids watched it. Uh, no, this is a really grown up adult kind oh, of man. show. Yeah. Uh, Margaret Atwood writes it, uh, wrote the book, and uh, if it's something she wrote, you know it's going to be dark and freaky and really good. Yeah. If so, anyway, I did watch the the Clippers uh, and the Suns, Kevin. That was the reason you asked that. I didn't mean to diverge <laughs> in The Handmaid's Tale. It's. I think, I think they also say what channel the other like TNT and ESPN have like an agreement so they they say like the Western Conference resumes tomorrow on ESPN I I don't think they try to hide that from you Bob they want your eyeballs on the, on the game somehow I missed it okay I don't know what happened <laughs> somehow I missed it but well the Clippers so, they, I, I, I Chris Paul's now is still a game away Chris Paul actually does have experience blowing 3-1 leads I hope it doesn't happen for him again but what what are your thoughts on that series now that's going to game six well, in LA I think that Chris Paul and this could all sound terrible if if you like the Clippers and they lose on Wednesday but no I like the Suns no doubt about it and I think COVID must have affected Chris Paul a little more than we suspect because I don't think he's been on top of his game although he scored 22 points last night uh in the game that I didn't see um but apparently <laughs> Paul George, a guy that, you know, I, I've not been, quite frankly, that big a fan of. It seems like he's failed in some big games. When it's on his shoulders lately, he's showing up. He's uh, he's really playing well. He's impressed me quite a bit. He showed up last night with 41 points on 15 of 20 shooting. And then I did see someone said he's averaging, since Kawhi went down, he's averaging 30, 10, and 6, which is nothing to... Uh, Those are some good numbers. Nothing, No, no slouch. That old Reggie Jackson um, has showed did, up, too, though. I've been impressed with Reggie Jackson playing big. I, as a Dallas Maverick fan, I have prepared myself. I didn't like Reggie Jackson before. He is an unrestricted free agent, and he is about to make $100 million somewhere. somewhere. And I have a feeling it might be in Dallas. He's going to make it somewhere, for sure. Um, Breaking news. Oh. Breaking news just into just into my ear here. Uh, stats tells me that... <laughs> In the Bucks Hawks series, which resumes tonight, actually an hour or thirty minutes from us taping, Trey Young is out. Oh, out! He will is it because not that play. ref like shoved him, or it is? It's well, the ref. Well, <laughs> hold on, the ref did not shove Trey Young. <laughs> Trey Young shot a three, and then when he went to step back, he stepped back, and I think the ref was in a normal spot. It didn't look like he was like out of the norm, but when he stepped back, he stepped on the ref's foot and kind of rolled his ankle. Pops, I know, as we've mentioned the last time we were recording, you love when they show the replays of a player rolling his ankle. Yeah. They're probably done, right? If Trey Young, they, they can't win a game without I can't Young. see him winning a game without Trey Young. I just, no, he, he runs that offense. I mean, he's been playing incredible in this postseason. I don't see. I, You've become a big Trey Young fan, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I have to say that I have. I really have. In fact, in fact, and I, I, I wanted to get your opinion on this, Giannis no doubt I respect him. My God, he's talented. I don't know that I would want him to be my superstar. I like him. Don't get me wrong. But I like being a Maverick fan, and Luka's my superstar. I think I'd like being an Atlanta fan, and I got Trey Young. Giannis, why? Giannis is incredible. I don't know that he's utilized correctly. Uh, yeah, what, why? LJ asked why. 
I'm, intri- I'm intrigued to know. Why? Because it seems like, I mean, he needs to play the five. I think he needs to play maybe a little more like uh, Jokic, you know, where he can come up top and the ball, the offense can run through him, but he needs to play down low more. He's unstoppable down low. Um, I, I just don't, I don't like him getting So you out don't the- like, so are you saying you wouldn't like building a team around a guy that's, Dominant down low? Or- I'm, well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I think he's not my favorite superstar. Uh, there's others that are. I'd rather have Trey Young or Luka Doncic for the fun factor of watching them and how they play. Okay, okay, yes, okay. okay. And okay. two, I'm saying that I don't think Giannis is utilized right. I don't mind the ball going to him facing the basket to start the offense, but he needs to get it out relatively quick and then go post up. Or it needs to run through him down low sometimes, too. Um, this little dipsy-doo drive that he does <laughs> – I'm not the biggest fan of it. I'm just saying. I think I don't know that. I, I, that is maybe it's the coach, brother Andrew. I don't know if you realize that that is the the actual technical term. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, no. I think. Um. And that that's one of my favorite things about basketball. Honestly, is the all is of the, the dipsy doos. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I I do think pops. I get what you're saying, but also it sounds like you might be criticizing uh, Coach Buttonholzer as much as you are criticizing Giannis. I think that's where fair. you were, I thought you were going and maybe you kind of are the issue I would have with Giannis as my star is, and it's the same problem. I'm not comparing Ben Simmons cause he's not even comparable, but late in the game, you almost don't want Giannis with the ball in his hand cause they will foul him. It, and then you have Giannis at the line. Do you notice the bucks? They pretty much go to Chris Middleton at the end of every Cause game he can hit free throws because yeah. And it worked out like he went for like 38, he exploded, but I kind of get what you're saying. I would like my superstar, like Trey Young, you'd know the ball's running through him and I live and die with him shooting or passing or right. going to line. Luca, same way. I think Budenholzer would have uh, lost his job had they not, had the Nets completely lost everybody on their roster. Because I think the Nets were going to beat them and he would have probably lost. But now they might go to the finals because now they're playing Trey Young, which, wow. So now I'm thinking about this Trey Young injury. Injuries have always impacted the playoffs. Like I feel like there's always, it was Kevin Durant. On the Warriors, the, the Raptors won probably because Durant got hurt on the Warriors. And then there was a Cavaliers one where they lost to the Warriors where Kyrie and Kevin Love both got hurt, and it was LeBron with Del Vadova as his sidekick. Yeah. So injuries always do kind of impact it. But this year, the Suns beat the Lakers after Anthony Davis went down. Jamal Murray wasn't playing for the Jazz. For the, you have yeah. Kawhi hasn't been playing for the Clippers. Now you got... We saw Kyrie and James Harden both went down. It just feels like injuries have – it's usually like one big injury. It feels like four or five huge injuries have stopped. I don't know. I know LeBron mentioned that it, it's all about they didn't let the players rest in between the bubble and starting the new that season. That makes a lot they of sense. Rush it even I mean, it does put some vindication well, to that, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'll push back, though, LJ, that the Players Association voted for starting the season when they did because they made extra money by doing this. Sure. So, oh, I'm not saying, like, the big bad And LeBron NBA has as much pull as anybody yeah. in the Players Association. So I, LeBron kind of calling foul on one end, but also taking the extra money that they made by starting when they did. Sure. kind of like, come on, LeBron, pick a side. Sure, sure. But – also, on that same note, though, Kyrie Irving got hurt because he stepped on a guy's foot, which doesn't matter if you had six months off season or two months. That's just a freak injury. And Trey Young getting shoved by the ref in LJ's <laughs> terms. What happened? Whether he had it was six brutal or not? He brutalized him. I think it. I think it has something to do with it. Some of these injuries happened because, but I don't know. I feel like LeBron's and and also. It's a way for LeBron to get people to talk about LeBron when he tweets out after they got eliminated in the first round that 
all these injuries. This is why we lost. And this is Anthony Davis got hurt. It's like, oh, okay. LeBron wasn't in the news. You had to make sure. Sure, sure. You at some point this week. And, and here we did it for him. We took care of it. Yeah. Yep. You're welcome, LeBron. <laughs> um, Checks in the mail. Speaking of the playoffs, Pops, <laughs> we were talking about this and we were talking about the TNT halftime show and pregame and all in the postgame and what they do with, with Ernie Johnson, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, and Shaq. And, and I, I don't want to just talk about how I think it's the best because that would uh, put us at risk of being repetitive and possibly redundant. So I don't want to go there. <laughs> but what I want to go with is as far as pregame shows or halftime shows go, what I think this one's first and then there, everyone else is, can, is, is vying for second best. Pops, do you remember another show that either current one or previous or LJ and Andrew or future? I have any just or well, yeah, <laughs> if you have a future one, but any any shows that compete that you remember thinking I really like make time to not just watch the game, but watch the pregame. Well, I mean, I think I'll throw one out there. The uh, I, I don't have an exact year, but like early 2000s Sunday morning countdown. Or Sunday NFL countdown. I'm, I mean, that was a crew with uh, Berman and Tom Jackson and. Uh, Ditka and you know yeah that was a that was a good bunch and they kind of had a revolving because I looked that up too and I tried to look at the years and they kind of had a revolving door of receivers where it was Chris Carter, Mike yeah. Irvin, Keyshawn Johnson. Right. They, none of those three were on at the same time, but they left for reasons that we don't have to talk about <laughs> now. But uh, I that one that one came to mind specifically Boomer and and TJ yeah. and they also did the NFL primetime show on ESPN that was kind of the yeah. after all the games before Sunday count before yeah. the Sunday night game right, started right. I really like that one pops was that one oh we absolutely that uh, primetime NFL primetime with uh, Tom Jackson and Chris Berman was always a favorite uh, I really love that one one that's going to date you guys I mean I don't know that y'all ever saw it but I was a little kid but that, is it going to date us or date yeah, you? date me you're right it's going to date me I stand corrected. Um, I mean, I was little, but, you know, when Monday Night Football first came out and you had Howard Cosell and uh, Frank Gifford and uh, who was the other guy? Dandy Don Meredith. I mean, that was that was a trip. I mean, those guys kind of cut up like weren't they called? Were they calling the game? They were actual. Yeah, they were in the booth. They were like uh, Booger. OK, OK. Whoever. Uh, <laughs> who, Jason Wooden. Wooden. <laughs> I don't even know who's on Monday Night Football now, but that was probably one of the best. Uh, that the best didn't part. they? Which now they could never do this, but didn't they uh, have a little bit of uh, talk juice that they would drink during the games? They have a little extra <laughs> something to loosen them up. Yeah, I think about the third quarter of games, it got a little. Some some of the words got a little, you know, slurred. Sure. <laughs> perhaps. Who, sure. Who was who was the the I think it was the reporter or no it's Namath was it Namath that I want to kiss you yeah, well, <laughs> yeah who was Colbert. it that was Susie, Susie Culper was yeah. interviewing him yeah. on the sideline and he said something like you know what I want to do she goes what and he goes I just want to kiss you <laughs> oh god <laughs> Joe Namath on national TV it was fantastic wow yeah Broadway Joe Broadway Joe <laughs> I, I wrote down. I know one that a lot of people bring up, and I don't watch it as much because I still kind of go to Sunday Countdown, and I, it's not as good as back, like LJ mentioned, back in the, the mid-2000s heyday when it was that crew. But a lot of people really like the Fox uh, current NFL crew with Kurt Menefee hosting with Terry Bradshaw, Howie Long, Strahan, Jimmy Johnson. And I they hit on a similar note as the TNT crew. I think what makes both the TNT really good and then that Fox one's good is – at times it feels like there's still a locker room. Like if someone, and I, I think we'll do this at times, not near as good as in, but like the TNT crew will, if Barkley says something stupid, 
Kenny Smith will call him out and they don't just let it go on and, and act like nothing happened. They actually make the joke. And then Barkley and, and the rest of them are able to kind of take the joke and, and not get all butthurt about them saying, yeah. Oh, I can't believe I, I'm sorry. I misspoke the word. Like if they say the wrong name, they'll call them out. And so, and I think that the other crew did that because Terry Bradshaw, I don't know if y'all have watched much of him and he will go off the rail sometimes in some of his true that analysis. True that. And then the other one I wrote down, college game day. It's not as good as it used to be, but at, at some point on Saturdays when I was younger, that was appointment TV to wake up and With watch Kirk and Lee, Lee Corso and yeah. Kirk Herbstreet and Reese Davis. I, I really Lee Corso. I think he might be retired or retiring now. I think last year might have been his last year. It clearly was time. I, my, my man was past his prime. <laughs> he just he would start a thought, which a lot of people can do, but he would start a thought and I think he would forget which team he was even talking about yeah. and have to find a way to end it. And they would just roll with it because Lee Corso's a, a hall of famer yeah. in class. Yeah. 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 Really talk shit to Lee Corso, but that one was good back. Well, then. I got two more and I think one y'all might, we all might remember both of these. So what was, well, I guess Madden football, didn't it used to have Pat Summerall and John Madden originally? Yeah. 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 So I don't know if you ever heard them. They were great together. I mean, yeah. John Madden and Pat Subberall were fantastic together. And there was a little, there weren't teetotalers, <laughs> those two by any means. Um, and then the other one, LG, I think you'll remember is when we used to watch HBO Boxing a lot. Yes. It was Jim yes. Lampley and Larry Merchant. Yes, that and, was great. And in fact, while I was kind of looking up Larry Merchant today, I don't know if you remember, there was one time, and I think we saw it, he was interviewing Floyd Mayweather and Mayweather just wouldn't answer the question. He's kind of being just oh, yeah. an ass. <laughs> and Merchant goes, if I was 50 years over, 50 years younger, I'd whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, what was Floyd's response to that? Did he have a response? I, he just, I think he just said, you crazy old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was oh, good stuff. Uh, y'all, uh, um, have any have either of y'all moved into another story? I don't. Well, can I throw did, out one more just to up? to keep oh. my nerd credit high? Yeah, what's up? Um, what you got? So Starcraft, uh, tasteless and artosis, really, really good at doing pre and post and in game commentary. Just throwing it out there. You know, I can't say that I've ever I've ever caught their their pre. Or yeah, post I mean, yeah. I would I would imagine that nobody needs to unless you're interested in Starcraft, but they are really good at it. That's all I'll say. Mm. Uh, we don't have to spend too much time on it, but I got to keep my nerd credit I, high. That that made me. I don't know why that made that reminded me, but I did want to bring up that. So like the ESPN halftime shows, if you've caught, Dad, I don't know you've caught much of the Western Conference Finals because you didn't realize it was even. <laughs> I just on missed ESPN, the one but, game, dude. Yes, I've seen it. Yes, but there and their halftime show is not bad and pregame is not Sorry. bad, but it's not near as good. Part of me, they, one, their halftime show. If you ever actually sit there and watch it, they come on and do like ninety seconds. They have a long break. They come back for like ninety seconds, and it seems like it's a speed round for each analyst to like say something real quick, and then they go to break. And they go to another long break and they come back, show one highlight where they're like, here's your whatever sponsor assist dime of the night. And they show a good pass and then they go back to break. So the halftime show is the actual, actual halftime show is like a total of three minutes long. And then it's just 20 minutes of commercials, which at times annoys me because I'm used to the TNT, but it also works out perfect. If you ever have anything to do, you know, you can you walk can away. Actually, cause like the, yeah, cause the TNT, TNT one, I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I want to leave to go get right. my dinner because I want to catch this halftime show. Whereas the ESPN one, I'm like, oh, I need to take a shower. I got 20 minutes to kill here. <laughs> well, you know, and no it, shade to Jill it occurs Rose, to but. me you saying it. I wonder if that is just a concession by ESPN to go, we know we can't compete with that show. Let's just go ahead and get so our ads Let's in, get the ads in and make money. You know, maybe it's a money grab because they, they can't compete with TNT. 
Because TNT does a similar model where they just have they have their first segment and then their second one they come back to just real quick, usually either making fun of something they said or just parting thoughts. But that first segment's a good five to ten minute segment, not just like a Charles say one sentence, Kenny say one sentence, Shaq, all right, now break. So I, I kind of think maybe you're right. I think that's what ESPN's doing where they're just like, look, we don't compete. Let's just get all the ads in as possible. Make the make the make that money grab. sponsors happy. I'm not mad at you making your money. Uh, I want to go to the College World Series where I know this could be a little bit of a sore subject, Pops, because, again, the Razorbacks were the number one overall seed, and they uh, choked that away. They didn't even get the, to travel to Nebraska, right? Didn't even get to go to Omaha. The Omahaws didn't go to Omaha, so that, that, was, that was tough for, for the old Razorbacks. But uh, have y'all caught up, caught up with any of the stuff going on with NC State, the team that beat Arkansas? No. Hell no. I do know they can't. They got <laughs> kicked out for COVID, but that's about all I know, and that's about all I care about it. Well, I'm, I'm a little interested, I'm so I'm going to bring it up. No, I am happened. too. So, bring it up. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> NC State, following that 21-2 loss to Arkansas in game one of the Super Regional, they were on a four-game winning streak, two of those being against Arkansas, the number one overall seed, number six, Stanford, and then number four, Vanderbilt, who a lot of people had as the favorite to uh, win the whole thing once Arkansas got eliminated. Then last Monday, they so they beat Vanderbilt and their ace pitcher 1-0. to zero. And in the post-game press conference, the NC State coach pointed out that, well, a few members of the traveling party, including a player, caught a bug, so we need this rest. It'll be really good to get, oh, get some extra boy. rest going in, which since they, they won two in a row, they were in the winner's bracket. They were in the driver's seat. They now had four days to rest. So he was just talking about, we got a lot of rest. It's a good thing. We could use it. But when he threw in there that, and and I will mention also with the NCAA protocols right now, all vaccinated players do not have to be tested. If you're unvaccinated, you have to take an antigen test. If that pops up positive, then you take a more uh, confirmatory PCR test. But so nobody had really had any issue. But when the coach said that, that kind of raised the eyebrows of the NCAA. And then on Tuesday, a day after that, a player tested positive. That player then went into quarantine. And on Friday, right before the Vanderbilt game, they were getting ready to play Vanderbilt again. They had one player in quarantine. 90 minutes before the game, two other members tested positive. And then they had to take out like four, all the unvaccinated players, which they can't discuss who is unvaccinated and who's not because of HIPAA, I believe. But then all the unvaccinated players were not allowed to play in Friday's game and had to go to the hotel and get tested. They all later tested negative, those unvaccinated players. But NC State then lost to Vanderbilt. They lost 3-1 to one because they didn't have all their players. Wow. It was interesting. Before that game, the NCAA gave NC State two options. They said that you can either play with your only vaccinated players, which they did, or you can forfeit the game on Friday, which is double elimination they hadn't lost yet. You can forfeit the game on Friday and then play again on Saturday with whoever's available. And the NC State asked, could we just postpone Friday's game and play a double header on Friday with both us and Vanderbilt. And if we lose one of them, then we'll have to play a triple header. And NCAA said, no, first off, I want to add LJ. Do you have any, what, like the, should they have gotten a chance to do the double header or, I mean, it's so, I don't know. Part of the hard thing with COVID is like you, like we can't keep changing the rules all the time, but we also need to be flexible. And I feel like they should have been flexible in this case, but I, I did want to react to though. There's like a, there's, there's kind of a weird logic where it's like, okay, so because of HIPAA violations, we can't say who's unvaccinated, but we can say who's playing in the game, and we don't know why the other people didn't show up to play the game. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll typically just say they're out for, I don't know what it'll say, like medical reasons, sure. or they'll just say out, but they won't say why they're out, but then they'll also say, 
four players were taken out because they're unvaccinated. Right. So it's like, we're not telling you, but we're telling <laughs> <Right>. you. <laughs> uh, so well, I'll move forward though. So the, the NC state's now considered an outbreak status because they had like four players that have tested positive because some of the unvaccinated on, they all had a test. So now the NCAA says, since we've had a little bit of outbreak, all vaccinated and unvaccinated people need to test on Friday night after they lost to Vanderbilt. Then at 1 a.m. Saturday morning, the NCAA releases a statement and notifies NC State that they were they will have to forfeit all the games, no contest. Wow. They are now out of the NCAA tournament. Vanderbilt advances wow. without actually having to beat NC State a second time. Why did they renege That's on that? Part. Why did they renege on what they originally said? That's what it sounds like they did. Because so all the they they said that you can play the game like so they originally right you can play the game Friday with whoever's available and then we'll play again on Saturday regardless of what happened like if you win or lose you can play Saturday with who's available. Well, since they were in outbreak status, had multiple guys test positive. Now the NCAA said we have to test everybody vaccinated and unvaccinated and anybody who tests positive, regardless of their symptomatic or asymptomatic is out. So I guess, which they can't tell us who tested positive, but more people tested positive on Friday night. And so at 1 a.m., the NCAA put out a statement saying that NC State's out. So for a lot of those players, I don't know if you got a big game coming up, you probably try to get some sleep. They might've woke up Saturday morning to realize their season had ended. Yeah. I don't, wow. I understand with COVID like, and I don't want to, I, 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 going back to what I've said in previous times, I get that it's possible. These guys could have no issue. They're young and healthy people and they might be asymptomatic and tested positive. And the, the likelihood of someone catching it and being in like getting in the hospital for some of these players is not, maybe not that low. high. But then again, the new Delta variant supposedly is worse for younger people. And so I'm not, I'd take, I'll take the virus seriously. Plus it can start with myocarditis, which affects some of these younger athletes. So I get what the NCAA is doing, I think, but it just seems weird. And then none of Vanderbilt's players, they got to keep the normal NCAA protocols where their vaccinated players did not have to get tested. So we don't even know if they, if they got the virus on Friday. I don't know. It just more so is, the NCAA was, or a lot of the fans were pissed that NC, NC State got screwed in this because they were probably the hottest team in the country. But I, I don't know. Part of me also gets it because LJ, like you said, if you have a protocol, you stick to it. But it, at times, it felt like they were just making this up as they went along. Yeah, welcome to the last year and a half, right? Yeah, and and the NCAA in general. If yeah. I, it's pretty easy to, to criticize the NCAA because they kind of do it to themselves yeah, all the absolutely. time. Absolutely. Because literally, the same account that tweeted that they were forfeiting the game at one a.m six hours later tweeted out how their attendance on Friday was full capacity and they had 25,000 oh people, gosh. which those players, those people don't have to be masked or show vaccination. So it's just like, yeah. come on into that. We don't have to put your foot in your mouth all the time. They're good at it though. I mean, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. <laughs> did you, <laughs> did you have any, I mean, just kind of bummer for them losing pops. Is that kind of where you stand? I think it, it is. And I, I think I lean on the side of, I mean, the rules are the rules. You know, if they had, because what I think you said is they had an outbreak status. So more people had tested positive. So, um, you know, they, they just decided not to play the game. And if that's the, I mean, I, that's the rule. It's the rule. It sucks. I mean, I don't know that you have to be completely mad at the NCAA, but it does suck. And it's not the first time. You remember in March Madness, VCU, right before their game, yep. they're in the first round, VCU mm-hmm. got sent home because they had some guys test positive. And I, it seems like it started with, and I don't want to shame someone for, it seems like it started with unvaccinated player tested positive, and then the unvaccinated. If everybody was, there was clearly people on the roster that were unvaccinated. Yeah. 
So possibly could have got the shot. But then again, you can do what you want. It's your body, you get the shot if you well, want and, to get the shot. And you also don't know the reasons people aren't getting vaccinated. There, there are legitimate true. medical reasons people can't get vaccinated and stuff like that, too. Um, That's fair. That is very but fair. But I think, like, yeah, I kind of agree that, you know, it's just kind of sucks for you guys. I hate that. Um, but, like, the Broncos had to play a game with no quarterbacks um, last year. I mean, you know, it's a bigger disease than a, than a sport. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's the way it's got to be dealt with. And it sucks. I hate it. But. Hey, guys. Hey. Do you enjoy buttery, tender filet mignon? I do. How about a savory ribeye? A lot. What about a uh, good old hearty Kansas City strip steak? That sounds delicious. Well, boy, howdy, do I have a deal for you. Okay. If you go to www.kansascitysteaks.com, you can get... 15% off your 15? order and free shipping no. with the code SD at checkout. Wow. The folks in Kansas City at Kansas City Steaks make a wonderful product. Uh, the, the the meat is just delicious. Delicious. It is um, not made from any weird shit. There's no cats in it. <laughs> There's no cats. Okay. Good to um, know. Does I'm, it come pre-cooked? It, so it so they they it's not pre cooked. They okay. flash freeze it. Good, because um, that'd be awful. That would be awful. Yeah. Um, they flash freeze it and uh, they mail it to you straight to you. In the mail. In the mail. Wow. And then you just pull it out of your mailbox, throw it onto your grill. It's coming up to the Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. So go get your steaks. KansasCitySteaks.com. Fifteen percent off your order. Free shipping. SD at checkout. Go get them steaks. Uh, well, so they were clearly losers, even if they didn't get a chance True. to be the loser on the field. But that gets us to winners and losers, a new segment we're doing. Do you, Pops, do you, LJ or Pops, do you guys want to start or do you want me to start? I have one ready. Go for it. Well, I'll start with my winner, and my winner is is hackers. But it's not for what they did. It's just they're getting credit for what I believe they didn't do. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Boston Celtics recently hired Ami Udoka as their head coach. He's a black man who they recently hired. And Jay Williams, a former NBA player and current analyst for ESPN, tweeted out after the hiring, he put the first head coach of color for the Celtics. And even more importantly, he is one talented individual who has paid his dues. Huh. Whoa, well, that's not right. Huh. That's that's bad <laughs> for multiple reasons because first off, the Celtics were the first ever team to hire first ever team to have black athletes and hire the first ever black coach in Bill Russell. Then we don't even have to go way back. They also had Doc yeah. Rivers, who was literally just 10 years ago as their coach, won a championship. He just had a tan. It was just a tan. Boston Celtics. <laughs> so, and, but so first off, you know what? Guys screw up. Yeah. I've definitely screwed up and had a take that made no sense. And later, like we probably put the podcast out and after realized that was wrong. That was just On the stupid. regular. Yeah. But it happens. You just say, Whoops, that sucks. But then Jay Williams followed up hours later after getting crushed by everybody. His tweet got ratioed bad and everyone told him how stupid that was. He tweets out, as it relates to the Boston Celtics tweet, that came from my account a couple hours ago. I did not post that account and my passcode has now been changed. So he kind of <laughs> decides to claim someone hacked my account. Yeah. But if you look at the tweets, he and this is people broke this down because they just want to make fun of someone, which is fun to do on the internet. But 
He uses the ellipses the same way he does in all of his other tweets, and he uses the emoji with the hand up like he does in three tweets prior to that. So it seemed very Jay Williams-like on all the tweets. Also, what a weird Just thing to hack up. in and type in someone's account. Like, if you could do anything, right. you're going to try to get it's wrong the history of the coaching trees at the Boston Celtics. It's like I don't I don't want to I don't want to ruin Jay Williams' career. I just want to make him seem like he has no idea what the, the right. history of the Boston Celtics right. and, and seem like he doesn't understand uh, the black coaching history <laughs> as a black man. That's where I want to get Jay Williams. That's a so, pretty I, big blunder by him, though. I mean, I, I could someone have broken? I mean, that surely I we knew that immediately when you said that Jay Williams has to have known that, right? I'm saying, is there I, any validity you, to his argument? Because that seems asinine that he would say that. Let's see. I mean, okay, so. you would think. Let's see. He tweeted. He tweeted it out at his original tweet went at. Oh, I'm trying to see when the first post went out. It went out at like one or two in the afternoon, and then his second to say that someone else had his account came out six hours later. So he had six hours to think about how do I uh, fix this mess, and he decided to go with I've changed my passcode. That wasn't me. You know what? Okay, so you know what? Maybe is the the most likely situation is someone on his team that's not super basketball savvy might have made that tweet and and and, and was he, day drinking. <laughs> yeah, and was day drinking. And you know, I mean, you know, there. I could understand why somebody that's not super deep in basketball lore would think of the Celtics as a particularly white team because, you know, they have the uh, Larry legend, um, the whitest white boy ever is their sort of like person. Um, well, and there was recent, there was recent talks about during the Celtics and net series where Kyrie Irving threw out there that he hopes no racial slurs happen while he's in Boston. Cause he's heard some of the fans say some ugly things before. So the racial conversation has been a thing amongst Boston Celtics fandom and, and coaching and players. So I, I can't imagine so, somebody hacking in to to post that. That seems crazy to me. I mean, I guess the, the only sort that. of thing that I could say is if you really wanted someone to not be able to use the it was a hacker excuse, then make it uh, something that would be weird for a hacker to do. So I guess it could work in that. But but still, there's no reason to do that, I think. So it's probably someone on his team that that is social media manager or something um, that tweeted it out without knowing what they were talking about. In general, though, on these screw-ups, would you just say it's best to just go, whoops? I think the internet would have been much more forgiving if he just came out and was like, my bad, I screwed that up. That was a very dumb tweet. I'd, or even if he said a team member tweeted it out and it was wrong and I should have dealt. I just take some responsibility as opposed to just going, someone else did it. And hey, we do this all the time. I got an idea. To play the hacker tweeted it. Just tell the damn truth. Tell the exact truth of what happened and go, I'm sorry. Just do that. And move the f on. That's what you do with stuff like that. I, th I, I think you double down hard, and you start, you know, uh, naming other teams that have never had a black coach. Like it's the. Have you ever seen the Sharks are smooth uh, Twitter threads? Um, this no. this one guy. I'll have to link them in the show notes or something. But this one guy like tweeted or made a comic or something about how Sharks are. Uh, really smooth and like all the comments were like no they really have like rough skin and he doubled down hard and called them idiots and, and it's really a hilarious read that's what i'd do like i would start making up alternative nba facts um i guess pull a kellyanne conway <laughs> um and uh so, <laughs> wow okay and, uh, and, and just really try to you know i mean because then i think it becomes obvious to anybody but the most absurd that you're joking and then so they don't know where the joke started and you come away pretty unscathed. Well, that's a good point. If you always just act like you're kind of joking when you say something stupid, you're just like, that was part of the joke. It went right. over your head. Clearly. I was just playing an idiot, idiot. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> you're the idiot. <laughs>
That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so hackers getting undeserved credit. That's my winner. LJ, what's your winner this week? Um, I mean, we were killing in Rocket League earlier today, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> So your winner is you just want to talk about how good you are. You're yeah, the winner. No, yeah, You're yeah. We, and I carried the team. So I think like truly I'm the winner. Here. I've been hung over all day. So, you know. So that's what's well, interesting. I was almost going to. It's interesting you bring up uh, y'all playing uh, a video game because when dad mentioned the old Madden games, I was going to maybe mention that. There was there was a specific winner between you and Andrew when it came to Madden. Oh God! So it was it was a great and it was a glorious time because I remember um, early <laughs> on in our in all of our lives uh, going to a Madden tournament with you, Kevin, yep. um, and just getting my ass handed to me and everybody in the store came. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! Look, the the shit way, I, wanna, I want to paint a picture. I want to paint a picture for the listener out Please. there. Please. Andrew showed up in a Peyton Manning Colts jersey <laughs> and said, I'm playing with the Colts. I had the hat, and too. He, so, so everybody thinks, oh, this guy's for real. And then Andrew gets smacked. I did not want to do it. I didn't want to play. We were there. And they had Mountain Dew. But you had to play to drink but it. But you had to play Mountain You had to play Madden to drink the Mountain Dew. I said, well, shit. All right. <laughs> Give me a control. Give me a hand. Let's see what goes down, right? Just run down the sideline. Right. What? Right. Throw it to B. Yeah, that, that was your right. move. That was Marvin always Harrison. your move. Yeah, so Marvin Harrison it, it was fine. or Marvin, Reggie Wayne. Depending yeah, Reggie on the year. Wayne. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, these dudes whooped the shit out of me, um, <laughs> like real hard. Uh, so uh, you know, I've always had a little bit of a, an odd um, relationship with Madden. We were playing <laughs> it uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I just. It was insane. Look, I what was, I remember happening is that by the end of the first quarter, something malfunctioned in the PlayStation turned off. That's all I remember about it. I don't know what the score was. <laughs> See, I, I had heard Pops. The story I had heard was, I don't know if I need to say, I think I saw a 35 to zero Look, on the score. All I remember in the first half, the maybe in the first quarter. turned off uh, at the, about the end of and the first then, quarter. And then maybe at one of the, one of the participants, I think it was LJ, was like, Hey, why don't we step outside for a second? Take a quick break, or maybe I'm thirsty. I need to use the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, a new game was started with a with score started. I mean, zero. we can't know what happened. It's in the past. There was no video proof of anything going wrong, and we don't have this. There's no record of the score that I know of. So. I just need you, Kevin, to know, and that's why I texted you immediately as it was happening. A picture of the screen. Oh, right, there is proof. Um, oh, hell yeah, there is absolutely. Um, the hackers, the, the hackers, hackers got, got it. Yeah, the yeah. hackers um, broke into that's a the deep fake, I believe it is. Um, <laughs> so know, listening to so us, so their the winners pops. We have them at Rocket League, and then Andrew at Madden. As long as he's played LJ, he's, he's just <laughs> right. two weeks ago, um, and it was once we played again, and then I was. And then I got my ass kicked. But at that point, I was like, we're drinking. Who gets right Whoa, you know, you're not supposed to bring that one up. LJ yeah, no, I'm going to make sure that we cut this just right. It's it's what you were just saying, right? As long as you joke all the time, who, what the hell is anybody going to say to you, right? Just kidding. Pops, Pops, what do you have for your winner this week? I don't know how you follow that up. Well, I don't either. I mean, I do. My winner is, is Kramer Hickok. And he is the guy that came in second place. Uh, at, so he wasn't the winner. In he the was not the winner, but nobody, I certainly didn't know this kid. Um, he's a young guy. He had, seemed to have some charisma. He kind of caught people's attention. He used to caddy. I think he roomed with at one point and caddied for Jordan Spieth. It came out, you know, and a lot okay. of people know Jordan Spieth and, and, uh, I do and certainly like him. 
Um, I just think the way he played, I mean, a couple of times he got in trouble, you know, hitting out of the sand and, and he had long putts and they, they just lipped out. I mean, he had two that just lipped out were so close and he could have won his first tournament. So I just think people know who he is now. I think he was, he, he lost sometimes. What is it? She said, uh, Gloria said in white men can jump. Sometimes when you win, you actually lose. And right. sometimes when you lose, <laughs> you really win. <laughs> and I think profound. Statement. I think Kramer Hickok, I think he won. I think he's a winner. Sure. Well, it, that is an interesting point because if he would have just came in second after 72 holes, we just went and forgot about it. But now everyone's watching that crazy playoff. And I think, wasn't the crowd chanting, like, let's go Kramer, yeah. like, chanting his name? Oh, that's cool. I would have been, speaking of that, I would have been kind of pissed off if I'm old Harry English. Like, why do y'all love it? What did I do? Why are y'all rooting for well, this guy re- now? Remember, uh, of the underdog. remember 10 Cup? They made a whole movie about him. He came in second. So, I mean. <laughs> The true. So, so shout out, shout out to Kramer. You might have got usually if you ain't Ricky Bobby said if you ain't first, you're last. But you might have came out the big winner coming in second. I think he got some notoriety. I think he's a cool kid. I'm um, rooting for him. LJ, do you have a loser I, th- 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 besides you and Madden um, or, or Rocket well, League? No, I think the the big loser is Trey Young after getting shoved and beaten down by that referee. I mean, it was um, brutal. Yeah, so that's the big loser for me. I can't believe they showed that replay to little kids. Yeah, I mean that. that well, and I think they don't anymore. Show. I think it's like under like a an eighteen and older uh, page on YouTube. So uh, I'll never be brutal. the same. I'll never be the same. <laughs> He'll never quite recover I, from that. And I just well, can't. Interesting. Well, interesting. Your loser segues into my Perfect. loser pretty well. Not a, It doesn't have to do with the ref, but it has to do with the umpires. MLB umpires are my big losers right now. And it's because whatever the hell the MLB is doing with this new sticky shit from pitchers, yeah, they make these umpires yeah. check yeah, the dude. pitchers after every inning. So the MLB is now making ums check for sticky stuff on pitchers, and it's causing some... Uh, some would say ridiculous, but some also would say hilarious yes. scenes where like they go to check because right now if the if the pitcher does anything that looks suspicious, maybe grabs his hat weird or rubs sweat off his head, then the other manager can kind of it's almost like a challenge and they can say to the ump, I want to check him for sticky stuff. And one of them, they had Max Scherzer for the yeah. Nationals. They tested him like five times in a row. And Max Scherzer got so annoyed with it. My man started unbutting and pulling yeah. down his pants stripping on live on the TV. Mound. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. And it's just it's just ridiculous. So the rule now states that pitchers will immediately be ejected and suspended for 10 games if caught using any illegal foreign substances or to doctor the baseballs. And from my very low level of baseball knowledge, the MLB has let pitchers use different substances forever. You've seen guys with their the crap all over their hat because they have like some pine tar. And it's also they can make the spin rate supposedly better. Well, I don't think they let it, them do that, Kevin. They turned the block. They knew it was happening. They, there was there was rosin on my, like one of the guys was talking about. There used to be rosin behind the uh, mound, mm-hmm. which if you combine sunscreen with the rosin, it gives you a nice little grip on the ball. And the MLB knew this is going on for years. And then the issue is, yes, okay, if you want to stop it, that makes sense. But in the middle of the season, right in yeah. the middle, you're like, okay, now you can't use it, and now we're going to start checking, and it's caused for. It made like one a rookie came out the other day and pitched a really good game. I think it was for the Mets. And then as he's walking off, the crowd's giving him a standing ovation. And as he's walking off with their standing ovation, the ump stops him and is like, I need to check your belt, hat, and uh, your glove, please. Oh man. And it's just stupid. Like you you I understand maybe trying to cut this out, but then 
to do it now, it just seems – and the pitchers and hitters, they're, I, I'm sure there's different people, but some pitchers and hitters both say that they would, they're would they okay with the sticky stuff because – who was it? It was the first baseman for the Yanker, Yank, Yankers. Mets, Pete Alonso. The <laughs> Yankers. Yankers. The first baseman for the, for the Mets said that he goes in the box every day and sees guys throwing harder and harder, and he doesn't want throwing, someone throwing upper 90s or 100s and that ball slip out of his hands. He's fine with them using sticky stuff because he's got his bat loaded down with pine tar to help him grip. So he's fine with it. And then he did, though, throw out something that perked up the ears of Conspiracy Kevin. Ooh. And he threw out that the biggest concern is the Major League Baseball manipulates the baseballs year in and year out, depending on free agency class or who's got an arbitration. If there's a lot of hitters in free agency, then they juice the balls and they let the sticky stuff happen because they want us to have a bad average. But on a year where the pitchers are all up for free agency, they juice the balls to where more home runs are hit. And then a reporter even asked him, they said, wait, I've never even heard this before. Is this a thing mentioned between players? And his quote was, oh, no, that's a fact. Yes, guys talk about it. But, I mean, in 2019, there was a huge class of free agent pitchers, and that's when the quote, unquote, the juice balls came in and everyone was hitting home runs. But now that we're getting back to playing regular season with a ton of shortstops and position players about to be up for a lot of money, all these high caliber players. I mean, yeah, it's not a coincidence that all of a sudden there was a bunch of pitchers doing well. And now the MLB is just trying to save face. I just love the conspiracy theory of it all that the MLB juices the balls to whoever's coming up for free agency each year. Why wouldn't they? Who who said that Kevin? Pete Alonso, the first baseman for the Mets who was rookie of the year two years ago. Okay. All right. That's interesting. rookie of the year two years ago means he's also like 24 years old. So he's a young cat in the league and he's throwing out these bold, Criticism. And it just kind of went over one, like one in one ear and out the other. And I don't feel like people talked about it. And if there's a conspiracy out there, Kevin's going to talk. Oh, about yeah. It. Well, that's why we've got you. Yeah. I don't buy it, though. I feel like that there's a lot of like who's making the decision of whether or not they're using the, the juiced balls or whatever. Do you think like Rob? I think it's Rob Manfred. Do you think he just looks like, OK, for each offseason kind of like, what's it look like? Who's free agents coming up this week? Oh, we got three position players. All right. We're going to need yeah. the balls to be, we're going to need the pitching to be better. This I don't year. know that. I, yeah. I don't know that the logistics yeah. of that seems kind of absurd to me. Although, I mean, I could see there, that is a smart thing to do. I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to manufacture an entirely different like set of balls. Cause that's the thing, right? Like outside of the ballparks. Oh, sorry. Outside of the ballparks, uh, you'd see like just giant, those like trucks that were um, clear. So you can see they're just filled with, uh, with baseballs coming in there so like right. yeah, i can't imagine that they're like they're no just gonna, way. there's no. no way in hell they're yeah just, they can't do yeah. it no way. there'd be too many people involved there's no way they could keep that a secret there'd be too many people involved no way bullshit too many that that sound every time i hear there's there'd be too many people involved that's just like i i mean i mean the moon landing there's a lot of people involved. oh my in god hey man i know what you mean <laughs> and we're still golly and we're still we're still floating out that and and is it buzz i don't want buzz to hear this because yeah he, he'll he punch, punch you in the nose in the face, yeah. but but i mean we're still floating that out there like we've been on oh the moon and there would be too many someone would have blown the whistle on that one but i now. mean if i get to see you this so weekend i'm not buzz aldrin you in the face <laughs> <laughs> And also, though, to go to Pete Alonzo's uh, conspiracy, it sounds like one guy who had a terrible year in a contract year just was like, that's bullshit. That was yeah. someone else's fault. I just didn't yeah. have a, and, a slow and in front of a rookie, and now that rookie thinks it's the a fact. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Pete Alonzo's talking about, like, guys have always talked about it. 
He's been in the league for like four years. I don't know if you know if they've always talked about. I mean, it even in that. little little excuse me, even in little league, they're talking about it. You know, so yeah. no. juicing balls for those <laughs> six year olds. <laughs> now watch out. Um, pops, did you? Did we? Uh, we haven't done a loser from. Did we do? No, you had a winner, a loser that ended up being a winner. We haven't got your loser. Uh, I guess my. I don't remember why you brought up Jay Will, but whatever. If that uh, he's the loser, that's that's a loser move. What Jay Will did. <laughs> did you bring him up? Did Just you do your loser him. first? I mean, why did you bring him up? I can't remember. He was my winner. I was giving the hackers the winner. Oh, for, well, for getting credited. Well, he's for a, Jay he's a win. The hackers are the winner, and Jay Will's the loser. That's loser stuff. <laughs> Sharks are smooth. Um, I, now, now we go to a different part of the pod where we do a little bit of random thoughts or possibly bougie problems. I think pops. I think LJ right before we got on, Pop said he has a a brand new bougie problem that just occurred love to it. Him today. Love it. So we got one hot off the press right. for all the listeners out there. But I had a random thought, and I want to know your guys what you guys thought of it. How do you? How bad do you think? Would it hurt? And how bad would it hurt if you know how like when you're driving and like flies or bugs hit your windshield? Yeah. How bad would that hurt if that same speed, if they hit your like arm, what would that feel like? Would it just be like a Nick or would that be like getting shot by a paintball gun? That's what I would imagine. I feel like that would hurt. I mean, it's a projectile moving at 70 miles an hour from your perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I've ridden a motorcycle before. I had a bug hit me in the forehead and it, I mean, it does not feel great, (laughs) but I mean, you can deal with it, but it's, it's not fun. Yeah. I guess that's pretty obvious. See, I was thinking, my thought was like, if my arm was like hanging out the window and I might try an experiment here next time I drive, if I drive down to Little river, I might just drive my arm out the window for a while. Put sunscreen on it then. If if a bug were to hit it, I think that would cause like a whelp. I think I would have a whelp on my arm because those things hit the windshield and just splattered all over the place. If it's your arm at that same speed, I dare hurt. you because then your arm will be too tired to outstack him and M's against me. So, <laughs> no, well, that'll be my left arm. I'll still stack with my right. Okay. I'll be good. I mean, it yes. might be a two hand job. You got to be very steady. So, just trying to catch mm, bugs. Five is the record. I think <laughs> I can catching bugs out the window. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, that was all I had for my random thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, pops. What? What is the brand new bougie problem? Well, that you have? I, I need your help. I'm with sure this. it's something that's really played. I need you. your help with this. So, so y'all know that I have a certain, um, uh, a strong likeness for uh, diet cherry limeades, right? Yeah, and Sonic. Yeah, y'all know I really right. like those. Right, right. So, so and let's let's give a little love to the strawberry limeade. Too. Strawberry yeah. limeade's strawberry good, limeade's but good. I probably tend to go to the cherry limeade. Yeah, same. that's that's probably my okay. go too. Yeah, and so I've gotten this this uh, the Sonic app where like every time you order it, it's happy hour, right? So oh. I get Tammy and myself a, a large Route Forty Four. I get her a Diet Coke. I get me a Diet Cherry Limeade. Well, would you get a larger Route Forty Four? The big, the, different the, sizes. The biggest ones. The big ones. Oh, okay, the Route okay. Forty Four. The big ones. And like my bill because it's it's like uh, happy hour, so my bill's like three seventeen or three twenty seven, right? That's really that's a good price. So I always tip the car hop, right? Okay. And so today I decide, you know what? There's inflation, things are going up. I usually just tip a dollar, and I think a dollar's fair on a three dollar and twenty seven dollar three twenty seven ticket, right? I would think that's reasonably fair. Sure. So I decide, you know what? I can afford it. I'm going to just give $2 Ooh, and, and I, I just, I just think, you know, I, you know, the inflation, yeah, 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 totally, these, totally. These, yeah, sick, sick flex. Yeah. Gonna, I see you over there. He's got two money. bucks to throw out there in a pandemic. All right, my man. 
<laughs> so, but anyway, so here's not the, only did he flex on the car hop, but he flexed on the yeah. listeners to let, and let his sons. That's true. <laughs> I don't even know what all that means. Anyway, <laughs> so I get there, and what's interesting is usually when we, you know, you go to Sonic and you give them a buck or whatever. Most every time they look at you and they go, "Thank you." They seem to appreciate it because I mean they're just walking out there, handing you your food, walking back in. I mean it's not like they they're thinking they're going to get this huge tip or anything. Right. 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 And Not I, this huge two dollar. And tip. I think I'm flexing or whatever, and I'm going to do the two dollar tip, right? Yeah. My little car hop doesn't say a damn word. She gives me my drinks <laughs> and puts her hand out, puts her hand no. out like I owe the tip. Yeah. And I put. The, oh, you paid with card? I mean, yeah, because it's, it's on the app. It's on the ah. app, so it's yeah, paid. so it's paid oh, for okay. already. So, okay, okay. so I'm just giving a cash tip just to be, just because I'm that guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Not only did I not get a thank you, which is unusual, um, this person put their hand out like, where's my tip? And I <laughs> I mean, I don't is that is that a bougie problem? It kind of burned my biscuits. No, I a get bit, I get that. Know? I think like I, you know, not getting the thank you, that's fine. You know, whatever. I'm not too worried. But but the holding the hand out, I don't know, Andrew, you you waited tables. I did wait tables. Um did you ever at the end of a meal I waited tables. uh reach your hand out there? Absolutely. After not. you've run the rest of the the bill. No, um, <laughs> you're not even supposed to look at the shit. So like until you get. No, you act people. like super shocked, regardless if it's like a quarter right. or two you're bucks. Just, like Bob's it's leaving. this like weird societal game. Sorry, I'll talk closer to that. It's like this weird societal <laughs> game uh, that we play of like, we're going to pay you, but we don't know how much. And like, da, da, da. So like, I totally I think that's cool because you tipped 70 some odd percent on yeah, that on that ticket. That's so that's really cool. cool. Um, well, and I, yeah, I, go, I'm sorry. No, I'm just like, I do, I do. I think that that's cool. And it's not, yeah, it's not much, but it's also like, I don't know if you look at it that way, it's 70% of the bill, you know, if everybody tips $2, that person's going to have, you're going to, you're going to do all right. I did a lot. I did pretty well on some $2 tips on pouring some beers in Wrigley. You know what I mean? Well, and I had to, I hadn't even told you the worst part. Oh, so wow. I ordered, Oh, there's more, there's more. So I always order buying easy on the ice. Extra cherries. Okay. You know how many cherries was in my diet cherry limeade? Not, I bet a, not extra. No cherry. way. Not one. Not one. Okay. Was in my diet. Have you, have you like been a bad customer to this Sonic before? Like, did they see your truck? Like, son of a bitch, he's back. Maybe they said that son of a bitch dollar tipper's back. <laughs> I mean, that was the only thing they could have said. <laughs> I wonder if she felt bad after she realized that she she snubbed you on the cherries and then you. Then you tip too. She's like, "Oh, he tipped me. I didn't even give him a." Well, she was a anticipating a tip though. If we're being realistic, True, she, put the hand she was probably stoned. I mean, <laughs> like it's all it's all autopilot. She goes out. Also, I don't know if the car hop actually makes the drink too. So I don't know if we can put both on them. It might have just been a bad day for you at that Sonic. Might be from that the does car happen to the people in the back. I kind of thought I, I really did kind of think the car hops made the drinks. I don't know. I kind of thought they did. I don't, I don't know, know for sure. I, I've not worked in them. I've not either. So I don't know. They might. I mean, any listeners that work at Sonics, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> well. I, like I say, I don't know what kind of problem that is, but it kind of got under my skin. I like get I said, that. Burn my biscuits a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so that's. I that's would my... again double down hard and don't <laughs> don't pay next time. Don't pay at all. Just don't, <laughs> don't even 
Go get your drinks and then so rob you, them. Steal their well, wallet. If I double down, Andrew, I'd, I'd give four dollars. Yeah, I was about to say the time, double down right? goes. The I'm other saying way. on the on like, the other direction, right? Like, yeah, well, I, I could see it going that way too, where it's like as the if it's the same car hop, they bring it out and you say, "I hope you messed up again this time," and you hand them four dollars. Yeah. I think that would really send a message. That's a power play move. <laughs> That's some serial killer shit. That's gonna scare some people. <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah. I, I thought where I got, I thought Andrew was going is you order and then so she, but you don't pay mm-hmm. in the app. You say you're paying with cash, and then she sticks a hand out, rightfully so. He or she sticks the hand out to go. Well, you, it's time for you to pay, and then you just go, no, <laughs> nope, not paying. Thank you for the drink. <laughs> so I'm leaving. Punch him in the face. Like, grab up, the shit. I'm driving off. <laughs> <laughs> just leave them their jaw open, just on the floor, like this man just left, and then you can. I mean, in your head, I guess you could kind of chalk it up to, well, I kind of paid for it last time by that extra $2. So, and so, so then I'm going to pull, I wouldn't do this by the way for all the listeners out there. I would not, I do not advise. (laughs) No, because then I'd pull up in my driveway with two Sonic drinks and a cop follow me. (laughs) Arrest me. And you say, well, I got one for you. You can bribe anybody. It's going to be fine. It's, (laughs) you know, it's, it's light felonies. It's just light felonies. Well, I want to touch on you know, something real uh, quick, though. Is, Andrew, uh, you seem to imply that wait staff at restaurants isn't always sober. Um, no, not <laughs> okay. at all. That's, I, that's, here's that's interesting to me. I, it's a post. It's a post Rona world, right? <laughs> I don't know many people that are sober. I think I no, of course not. Most of them aren't. Uh, most people are smoking the doobies, um, <laughs> or they. I can confirm. My limited time in a kitchen, I can confirm that Andrew is 100% right on this. Where do you think you buy the shit from? <laughs> I mean, everywhere I've, everywhere I've been. Um, here's the thing. My favorite part about bartending um, was the fact that it was a requirement to drink on the job. I had to drink <laughs> on the job every day. Um, I would show up, nice. s- set up. Yeah, I would show up and set up the bar. Um, which was right outside of gate K in, uh, well, you guys went, we went, we were there with the flipboard thing, right? So it's right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. and you'd see the, the Cubs players coming in, uh, getting ready for the game in the morning. I'm setting up the patio. We've got a whole new list of beers that we are selling that day. So I need to know what they taste like, who they're from, da da da. So I'm sitting here like studying these beers, drinking them at nine o'clock in the morning, throw in a shot of Malort. Of course. Uh, you know, you get through that first little, first little stretch. Hair, hair the dog, baby. You go into the game starts, right? Nobody, it clears out. You have like three and a half hours of doing nothing that you're still on the clock. So you drink a little bit more. You go across the way. You go up into the rooftops. They give you, they just gave us like cheeseburgers. You drank some up there. I, it was fucking crazy. It sounds like they didn't have to pay you. And or- they, and they rarely did. And it was, and it was fine, you know? <laughs> Best best beer I ever had, and it was a lot of it. So no, uh, absolutely. The uh, homegirl was uh, probably snorting bath salts or something, and thought you were like a. Well, this this one isn't a bougie problem, but I almost had one of my best uh, one of I would say one of my best accomplishments as as being an adult. Oh, I fell okay. short. But so the other day. I almost all in the same 24 hour in the same span, put my dirty clothes in the washer, then the dryer, then folded them, then put them away. I almost did all in one day. That's a week's worth of work. You'd have to relax for a long time after that. 
<laughs> well, and and now this was on Saturday, and uh, the clothes are still on the ottoman right here. Oh, that was the so almost. Not put away. Put yeah. They're not put away. Right. I, I fell short. Like yeah. I said, they were. It was almost. Yeah, I'm glad you paced almost. yourself because you could have hurt yourself. <laughs> right. Well, I don't want to right. something. <laughs> I'd like to add a new winner I, and a how loser. Often, <laughs> how often do you guys? I'm asking first, LJ to enter. How often do you guys get all of it done in one in one day? I feel like this is always a, a multiple Absolutely day process. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that I've ever had that done. Yeah, handful <laughs> of times, maybe when I'm moving. When I'm moving, I usually the day up, of moving. Yeah, that's fair. I end up in situations oftentimes where the laundry basket still has my folded clean clothes in it. And then I don't know what to do with my dirty clothes because the pile is getting big enough to put into a basket. So, you fair. know, throw the whole thing away. Oh, that's an option. Just that's an option. <laughs> Start over. Pops, would, would you say would you say <laughs> your bougie self? Do you do you get it all done in one day? I, you know, I'm going to say this, and you may have to fact check me, but uh, see with another perspective. But I would say way more often than not, I do it in one day. Wow, wow! I, I mean, mean, and that's that's just why I don't he gets know. paid I the feel big like bucks. I've seen you go true. to bed with stuff that, in the dryer. It, it happens. No, it certainly it does. But I would say more often than not, and I said way, so I'm saying three out of four times I get it done. Wow, that's probably. impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. But well, it's just so much easier. You get it done. It's back in the drawer. It's just, I, I feel a sense of accomplishment. It's like making it's your bed. It's like making just, your bed. Oh, that's day. another I thing that I don't do. Yeah. I have to push back. It, it, you're telling me it's easier to fold and put away your clothes than it is to not <laughs> fold and put away your clothes? Well, I mean, th- it is definitely easier to do one over the you other. You know what? You know, those clothes aren't going to put themselves away. So, yeah, but they'll get, you know, they'll get worn I, and then but, they need to get washed again. It's, it's perfect true. system. Yeah, well, <laughs> one of the perks, though, for me leaving them on the ottoman is as I'm sitting here watching the basketball game, I can think about what I'm going to wear. Like I yeah. can look at my clothes yeah. and go, I wear that shirt, those pants. And I, they're just right here. In front OK, of me. you do you. I'll do me. It's all cool. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's how I roll. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. All right. Uh, before we get to what we're listening to, is there any other uh, either news or notes or? Well, did you want to ask about uh, uh, sweats on the bench? Oh, yeah, Pops, you did ask the other day, and I tried to um, throw this question over to, I don't know who I threw it to, either Brother Andrew or LJ, <laughs> but the NBA players that after, after, as soon as they go to the bench, they throw on like four layers of clothes yes. after sweating. I, is there, do you guys know, is there any science behind this? Is there a reason they do? I, I mean, I imagine it's to somewhat stay warm, so- but... I never did this in my low level of college, or not college, uh, high school basketball. <laughs> and I think the the biggest thing about it, and this is where, and I think you're really going to like this, Kevin, because um, it's a little conspiratorial. Um, it goes, Love it, it goes in with um, the like the arenas, right? So they keep the arenas very cold because everybody's drinking so much, right? So and like if you're drinking as much as most people are there, right? They start getting hot and they fall over, right? Like, so it's easier just to kind of keep the entire arena as cold as possible. Um, so they have to, they just got to like layer up because they're cold. It's really all it comes down to because um, it's a bunch of drunk people. Really. Uh, okay. It's really just they're cold. It's not like some scientific. There's a little light. bit more I to, to it. Keep my ligaments I mean, he is warm. right. He is right that the, the arenas are kept very cold. Uh, but yeah, it's. Except for Game Five of the Finals in 2011, when the Spurs tried to heat when the, the air conditioner uh, went out, out of the building, all of that was nonsense. Yeah, they, they they turned the heater on and caused cramps for LeBron. So, I mean, so the the it, the science though 
He just ignored yeah. me. He's just straight. Went yeah, right whatever. Um, the the science though is that uh, cold muscles uh, uh, tighten up. I mean, that's just facts. So uh, NBA players want to keep their muscles literally as hot as they can keep them, like literally warmed up, because it prevents injury. Because if you sit down for 15 minutes and then get back up there and play at a high level, you're a lot more likely to pull something or tear something. Well, then to add what I think may be some vindication to what Brother Andrew's saying, think about casinos, a place I happen to like to go a lot. What do they do in casinos? They keep those damn things cool. That's very true. And I was completely full of shit. I was just like making that up as we were going. Um, So I don't know (laughs) if they actually keep it that cold because of uh, all of the alcohol consumption. But I know what you mean with the the casinos and most places that you uh do lascivious activities in it's probably just to make people <laughs> that's the podcast title stay there longer right like i don't yeah, know keep you up and drinking exactly yes yeah. i mean i do because think I, no no i know he's he was he was making it up but I, there is definitely some truth to it absolutely yeah. and then so then yeah. in turn yeah players get cold well not even they get cold but they get back down to a normal temperature and then they can pull a muscle very easily hell i'm stove up right now just sitting here this off what are you talking about <laughs> yeah I should have put sweats um, on just I, to sit here. You probably ought to, yeah. I don't I don't think we'll have time to really delve into this, but maybe just to give the listener a, a, a taste. I did see that on Friday, while we have you here, yes. Brother Andrew, I did see on Friday that there was a that that Congress or someone or whoever it was released that out of like 144 unidentified objects, uh, like 141 were unexplained. So basically saying the aliens are here. They're watching us. They're all about it. And LJ knows that you, that's not even remotely what is happening with this. And here's the thing. Cause I was on your side. I was on your side the other day. Whoa. You say was past. You got to give me me just a moment. Okay. I'm not saying that aliens don't exist. 100% they do. Why wouldn't they? It's asinine to think that there's not, we've got, there's cats and like, yeah, dinosaurs are fake aliens, you know, and like, and they kind of are, and they were invented by, by, uh, poets in like the late 1800s aliens uh, or dinosaurs uh, right. both um i'm 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 confusing <laughs> myself so i won't go on that train but here's what i think okay because it also it dives into it's i think it's a conspiracy all right look at the year that we've had all right it was it's been goddamn chaotic beyond chaotic um and it's just every day constant right you wake up something new is happening we started the year 2020 uh potentially going to war with whoever it is that we bombed right at the beginning. Was it was Iran. Yeah, Iran, Iran right? We almost got in a war with Iran. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Um, and then it just kept climbing on top of itself. And then itself, there was like right? Amazon fires. And then there was the Area 51 storming, which I guess maybe they were like, hey, let's bring back an old friend. That's what I'm saying. So old plot. Line. what I'm saying, and it has nothing to do with the space lasers or any of that. But I do think <laughs> this. I think why why would they be talking about it now? We're finished with the election. We are like we're we're not finished with the Rona, but we're starting to lose interest in the Rona. Right. And you got to you've already got all these people that are like watching the news. This is where you're the devil, Kevin, um, because you work for the uh, the man. Um, Yeah, exactly. Um, But I think, you know, you got to keep stirring the pot and keep people freaking out about shit. So why? Because here's the thing. If aliens are going to show up, are they going to ask the government if they can if they can tell us all that they're that they're real? Why the hell would that happen? That wouldn't make any sense. They would just show up and show us. I don't know what the things are. So I I just want to. So Kevin says, here's a conspiracy theory. And Andrew says, I see your conspiracy theory. And I raise you three. Right. (laughs) 
And this isn't, I hadn't read any, I'm well, just, this is the shit that I think of. So like, this is what I was thinking of earlier. Like, I think that that's what happened. I think that they just used it as a means to feed the fear machine. But, but, but it's not really gaining traction. Like everyone's just kind of like, I feel like three, four years ago, they would have said, we've seen a UFO and people are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And now they, they're saying like 144 UFOs and we're just kind of like, yeah, because oh, yeah. 500,000 be people were dying a day or whatever a couple of months <laughs> yeah, I guess ago. Nothing can be surprising. No, who gives a <laughs> shit? The internet's real. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> It does seem, it, it seems as if people have decided, okay, well, the aliens are real. If they're here and they want to do something, they're going to do it. So um, I just, I think I Kevin, know. okay, so this that that's crazy. All of that's crazy. Um, I don't even know how to address it. But this is going to be so good, though. Hold on. This will be good. You're telling the listener, disregard everything you've heard so far about this. Here just, comes a good stuff. No, I think, Kevin, you're, you're looking at the wrong thing. Because what you said to me just a second ago was, hey, out of the 144 ident- unidentified things, 141 of them are unidentified. So what's the other three, then? They're identified, unidentified? Well, so they had, they had like, 144... Um, UAPs. I forget, like, yeah, like they, so they were studying those to see were they all real. And they were able to say, well, three of them we can say, you're just an idiot. That was a plane flying. Weather balloons, whatever. Or, yeah. Or that's a camera malfunction or someone's doing some Hollywood tricks on you. But the, uh, the other, the other 141, we have no, we have no clue. It just disappeared in the ocean. Have they asked Penn and Teller? Oh, dad. That's a good question. Dad, what are they up to? We got to talk to that them. Is, Penn and Teller can tell you some stuff, man. <laughs> they can figure some stuff out. <laughs> I, I just, whatever. They're unidentified you flying had a rebuttal. objects. That doesn't mean that they're aliens. I think if there were aliens in our midst that didn't want to be known about, they wouldn't be known about. And if they did want to be known about, they'd be known about. If they have the technology to get over here, okay. then... I think I think you are correct to an extent. I, and I think I brought this up to you one day during a car ride, but... uh. What if we just have like these, the aliens are here all the time, but the ones that don't want to be seen aren't being seen. But every now and then you have that dumb 18 year old alien or age is relative, but sure. But they're like, they want to go take dad's spaceship out to show the girl how cool (laughs) they are. And they got noticed in California, but the actual, the smart aliens didn't get caught. It's those, those juveniles, those damn millennial aliens (laughs) who don't know how to hide. You know what, Kevin, I'm sure that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. I think you're dead on. That has to be it. Hey, I, I'm not saying I've nailed it, but I think I'm hovering right around the bullseye. <laughs> Sounds I'm close to me. Close. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. We haven't done it in a while. Pops, let's get to what we're listening to. Or it can be a what you're watching if you don't have a listen to, but I'm assuming everyone probably has one because we haven't done it. Pops, do you have a what we're listening? What have you been listening to? I pulled this out of the, uh, of the uh, bottom of the pile, I guess you would say, a little while ago. Uh, here a while back. Uh, the soundtrack for Blow. Oh. Uh, and Nikki Costa, Push and yeah. Pull. I love that yeah. freaking song. And I've just been listening to it and listening to it. Um, so so that is, uh, I've been listening to the soundtrack of Blow. It's, uh, you know, it's got Can't, Can't You Hear Me Knocking. Oh, so that, good. That, uh, it's, such a good, it's just a great soundtrack. It's a great movie. Boy, finding great. that old uh, iPod's been good for you then. Yes, indeed it has. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. So that's what I've been listening to. LJ, do you have one or Andrew the one that will go to that? Um, so I've been jamming uh, this song lately called uh, Little Do They Know by Poole Cosby. It is a very strange song and I like it quite a bit. Um, I don't want to, I mean, I don't have any description for it besides it's really cool. So check it out. I've never I even heard of Poole Cosby. I, I neither think. until I did. I guess that's how everything works. <laughs> <laughs> 
That yes, that is how things work. Um, all right, noted. I I just see the YouTube video right here, so that will be listened to next. Um, Andrew, so what do you I got? have been in to like a real like a like a country kick as of late. Um, you guys ever heard of Tyler Childers? Oh yeah. All right. So yes, yeah, I've been that, listening to Tyler Childers like crazy. Um, uh, Born Again. Um. But there is a it's like a YouTube uh, live performance of him doing it at a like a brewery in their like canning room or something. I think it's Sun King Brewery or something like that. Um, But it's just it's very it's very simple. Him and a guitar. Um, I think the lyrics are crazy. He's an insanely good songwriter. Um, You know, him, Sturgill Simpson. Uh, you know, there's a lot of those Coulter wall. I don't know if you've listened to Coulter wall, but like all that sort of like new old school country sound, not um, the Florida Georgia line. No, hell sort no. Of stuff. Um, I don't, I do love Tyler Childers. He's good great. Call on so one. good. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of killed me. Cause that Tyler Childers, I just, I watched his tiny desk concert yeah. last night. And I've been listening to him all day today. I, I that that was my what we're listening oh, to. Wow. <laughs> Stolen. It was specifically him, and I, I did not know you were going there. And now you, he could have gone with the baby because uh, that's all he really listens to. That's true. Or little baby. King Von. King Von. Rest in Which peace. one? There's two no, different he's people. Both of them. Or, or, I like two yeah, different no, people. I... But anything. Yeah, baby. all the babies. Okay. I got little you. baby. Baby from back in the day. Baby. Um, <laughs> I. I'll, Someone, so this is where I'll get y'all's, um, I have a, a question from you to, I'm going to just recently, the other day, Michael Jackson surpassed 8 billion streams on Spotify. And I understand, this is more just, I, I understand there's other situation with Michael Jackson, but I was, if I was to go back and listen to one album of Michael Jackson, do y'all have one in particular? Maybe it's not the normal favorite, but just in general, one album from Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's a good. I don't. I don't know Michael Jackson albums very off well. Off the wall. Off the wall. Off the wall. I, I do know that's a good one. Okay, that is a good one. I agree. Off the wall. That's the one I would. Off choose. the wall is the one. Yeah, to go that's to. a good okay. choice. I wanted. I wanted to go back, and I'll probably listen to multiple, but I wanted to go back, and I wanted to get a specific album to start with. So I figured, of all people, at least pops what I knew would have, at least a, a, a request or good submission. choice. Well, it's was off the walls album. behind you, isn't it? Uh, could be. Top of the list? I don't know. No. What that is. Okay, maybe not. Yo, this no, is wait, great yeah, podcasting yeah. right here. Nice. So yeah, th- this is it. really good podcasting. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up for this show. We'll have you'll be listening as you know. This one you're probably listening to it on the first, or it came out on the first. The next one will be on the fifteenth. We'll be back at you two two times a month, like a paycheck until NFL season. Uh, is there any party shots? Anything else, brother Andrew? Before I got go, I've got a plug um, for a show that I'm doing. Oh yeah, um, good idea. We're doing uh, we're doing Blood Wedding in the Ozarks um, by Federico Garcia Lorca um, with a new uh, theater company that me and uh, my partner Aubrey have started called the River Valley Caravan Theater Collective. Um, so we're actually we've got shows coming up on. Uh, July 29th at uh, Breedlove Auditorium at the UAFS campus here in Fort Smith. We're going to do a show on the 31st 
at uh, Greenwood's uh, Performing Arts Center in Greenwood, Arkansas. And then the following week, we will be in uh, on the 6th and 7th, we'll be at Fort Chaffee. Um, but that's still kind of in the works. Uh, we've got we've got a band that is playing with this. They're called uh, Squirrel Brains and Gravy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old timey, <laughs> real old timey, uh, like banjo. Picking and grinning. Picking and grinning um, sort of stuff. So, yeah, we've got who's a lot directing of, the show. Uh, I, I am directing the show. Oh, Aubrey. Okay. Aubrey is also directing the show. <laughs> um, Aubrey is in the show because uh, we've it's been it's been one of those uh, producing theater post Rona times. Um, but, yeah, we've got uh, we've got that. You can check us out. Um, probably not yet, but we're working on it. RVCTC.org. Um, and we're also on Facebook, Instagram, all at all, uh, RVCTC or River Valley nice. Caravan Theater Collective. Cool. Be careful. I do want to say watch out on the social medias for hackers. Yeah, I hear they're I know. They'll make it look like you don't know the history of theater or or black coaches you know, in Celtics. So that does make careful. me think that I, I was thinking while we were talking about pregame and postgame and halftime shows. Andrew and I need to have a theater pregame, postgame, and intermission show where we talk about what you know, what the actors are up to, what they're thinking tonight. I think, I think that's we a great should idea. have that show. That would be pretty that would cool. Be an so like, you guys, before the show, you, yeah. before I, I'm just thinking like a pregame before the show. You're like, well, I'm really interested to see how Tom comes out today. He's playing. He'll be acting on a lot yep. of emotion coming <laughs> off of what happened yeah. on Wednesday. The reactions he got last performance just were not what he was expecting. So now uh, we're going to see if he changes it up or if he tries to go back to old faithful. Or maybe this is who he is. <laughs> maybe maybe this is who he is. And it, But we'll see. We'll have to see how he performs tonight. If he doesn't get that, uh, like that entrance right tonight, he'll probably be looking for a new job tomorrow. <laughs> back to you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that'll do it for the pod to all the listeners. Uh, we hope you have a, I think I speak for everybody, have a great uh, 4th of Whee! July weekend. Uh, eat all your hot dogs, do all of that, and we will see you back on the 15th. By the way, so you can also catch us on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you uh, do your social media, and then make sure you subscribe to the pod at Just Press. Just type in Just Press Play Podcast on wherever you get your podcast, and it will pop up. Subscribe, leave us a rate and review. It really helps. Uh, Brother Andrew, we appreciate you having me Thank you for having me, my friend. And we will catch all you on the 15th. Peace. 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 Peace.